Chapter Twenty Nine of the Story of the Thirteen Colonies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maggie Travers. The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by H. A. Gruber. Plymouth Rock. The season was so far advanced when the pilgrims reached our northeast coast, and the seas were so rough, that the captain of the Mayflower said it would not be safe to go any further. So the pilgrims, who were tired of the ship and eager to begin building their new homes, decided to settle in New England. Before they left the ship, however, the men assembled in the little cabin to draw up a paper, in which they pledged themselves to be true to their country king and religion and to obey any laws made for the good of the colony then they elected john carver one of their number as governor for one year and named miles standish an old soldier their captain while the women hastened ashore to wash their linen standish and his little band of pilgrim soldiers began to explore the coast to find the best spot for their settlement for a few days they trampled up and down on Cape Cod, once only catching a glimpse of an Indian and a dog. But finally they came to a ruined wigwam where they saw a copper kettle. This showed them that Europeans had been there before. Soon after they found some buried corn and carried it off, intending to pay the owners for it later. About three weeks after this, some pilgrims and seamen took a boat and sailed off to make a more extensive exploration of the coast. After going a long distance they landed, and as they walked along they were surprised to find so many graves, for they did not know then that the plague had raged there two years before. Early one day, after spending an uncomfortable night out of doors, and saying their morning prayers, the explorers were startled by a terrible Indian war-whoop, and a flight of arrows fell all around them. But Miles Standish was so brave a man that he made his men stand firm and drive the Indians away. The Indians had attacked the party only because they fancied that the pilgrims had come to steal Indians, as the fishermen had done several times before. The pilgrims now continued their explorations in the midst of a driving snowstorm. Their rudder broke, and they had to steer with their oars. Finally, they were driven ashore, where they kindled a fire, spending Sunday in prayer and praise and resuming their journey only on Monday morning. On December 21st or 22nd, they again ran ashore, landing on a rock since called the Stepping Stone of New England, and now carefully preserved and known as Plymouth Rock. The land around seemed so favorable that they decided to plant their colony here, naming it Plymouth, in honor of the last English town that they had seen before leaving Old England. As the landing of the Pilgrim Fathers is one of the great events of our history, the anniversary of their coming is still kept in New England and elsewhere, and is known as Forefathers Day. While Standish and his men were busy exploring, the Mayflower rode at anchor, and its inmates barely escaped a horrible death. One of the colonists, named Billington, having gone into a cabin to get powder, carelessly left the barrel open. His boy, a mischievous youngster, crept into the cabin unseen and began playing with a gun. Of course, it went off unexpectedly, and the child came very near setting fire to the powder in the barrel, and thus blowing up the Mayflower and all on board. As soon as Standish had made his report, the anchor was raised, and four days later the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. 
The first woman to set upon it, we are told, was a Puritan maiden. Soon all the settlers were very busy building a storehouse for their provisions and homes for themselves. The men, exposed to the bad weather, caught such heavy colds that before long all were ill, and when the storehouse and log hunt were finished, both had to serve as hospitals for the sick. In spite of an unusually mild winter, the colonists found their close quarters on the Mayflower and in damp log houses so uncomfortable that they suffered greatly. At one time, all but seven were seriously ill, and in the course of the winter nearly half of their number perished. Grave after grave was dug in the frozen ground, but the pilgrims dared not mark them in any way, lest the Indians should discover how many of the white men had died. They were careful about this, because, although they had not seen any, they knew that Indians were lurking near them, for tools left in the woods a few hours had mysteriously vanished. End of chapter 29 Recording by Maggie Travers